Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Student of the Gun University, a place for education and enlightenment. We help you gain a new perspective and understanding of firearms training. Your teacher today will be Professor Paul Markle, a veteran small arms and tactics instructor with 30 years of knowledge and experience. Grab your number two pencil, turn to page one, and let the learning begin. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another Student of the Gun University podcast episode, episode number 008. Today, we're going to deal with handgun sight confusion. So if you will, take out your number two pencil, open to page one in your textbooks, and stand by. Stand by for the learning. All right, first and foremost, if you want to support this show, it is super easy. Go to SOTGU, that's short for Student of the Gun University, SOTGU.com, and we compressed it so you wouldn't have to type all those letters and words out. You're welcome. If you go there, you can find out all about the different training options we have and so on and so forth. It's a fantastic thing. Handgun sight confusion. There are so many different colors and styles of handgun sights. Even veteran shooters can become confused as to which is the best choice for a fighting or a martial handgun. Well, first and foremost, we have to address the idea or the understanding of why are sights on guns? You're like, duh, the sights make the gun more accurate. Duh, no, they don't. You see, the gun, as a mechanical instrument, doesn't need those little things sticking up on top. Uh, those little things, the, the bumps and notches and so forth that are on top of the slide of the handgun or the barrel of the revolver, the frame, those don't make the bullets do anything. You guys understand that, right? I've had people say, oh, if I had different sights, my gun would be more accurate. No. Your gun would not be more. Now, at least not from a scientific or mechanical standpoint. You see, there. if you know what a ransom rest is, a ransom rest was invented by, I don't know, John Ransom. <laughs> I think it was 100 years ago or 74 years ago or 62 years ago, whatever. Essentially, you put a handgun into a rest, and it's a machine, and you use the machine to depress the trigger, and the gun fires. There's, there's no human movement at all. You take away all of the human movement, right? Take it away. And what you have is you have only the inherent mechanical accuracy of the gun. You say, okay, Paul, BFD. Well, the BFD is if you put a handgun, Glock 1911, whatever, into a ransom rest and you put up a you know big piece of cardboard seven yards away and you fired two, three, five rounds, whatever, into that cardboard, that paper, uh, whether or not there, whether or not there are plastic, aluminum, steel, gold, brass sights sitting on top of the of the slide, makes no difference whatsoever in the results that you're going to get. Like, uh, okay, then what's your point? My point is this: the reason sights are on top of a handgun is not to make the gun more accurate; it is so that you, the shooter, the human animal can align your dominant eye, generally it's the same side as your dominant hand, but not always, your dominant eye with the bore of the gun, the, the bore of the barrel. Uh, you need to line up the muzzle directly over and on top of the target. If you want to hit the target 
at the moment of impact or the moment of ignition, sorry, not the impact, the moment of ignition, that muzzle has to be hovering over, has to be indexed directly on the target. But you can't see the muzzle because it's sticking out in front of you because it's the dangerous end. So about 500 years ago, they realized, hmm, we need to point the hole at the end of the gun. That hole needs to be pointed at the target. It needs to be indexed on the target. But we can't see it. We wouldn't want to see it because that's the dangerous end. So how do we know that the hole in the front of the gun is pointing directly at what we want to shoot? Let's put something right over the top of it. Let's put some material right over the top of the hole of the muzzle, the front of the gun. And that's what they did. And sights obviously started out very rudimentary. Initially, they just took, uh, they smashed up or bashed up or pinched up pieces of metal from the top of the of the barrel. And they're like, ah, oh, that's kind of crude. And then the, ma- the maker's like, well, we could do, we can be a little more fancy than that. We can put in a specially designed one. We can tap it in. We can put brass or bronze or, or gold. Yes, they actually had gold bead front sights. And they're like, yeah, but those aren't very resilient, so let's make them out of steel. And then as time went by, we're like, oh, let's make them out of polymer, brightly colored polymer. And then we got super fancy, and we started putting nuclear. We started putting nuclear sights on our guns made of tritium gas, a radioactive tritium gas that produces its own light. And uh, we got really fancy. You know, about 10, 15, 20, 30 years ago, maybe 40 years ago, we started getting really fancy with handgun sights. We started, you know, we had uh, we had the original just blacked out, you know, front and rear. Same color, you know, same color front, same color rear, just blacked out. Point the gun where you need to, to be and, and uh, press the trigger. And as long as the sun was bright and the light was good, that was no big deal, man. Then we got fancy. We started, you know especially with revolvers, big revolvers. We started putting steel sights with brightly colored polymer inserts, red and orange and white and yellow and green. And, and uh, we're like, yeah, cool, man. That's great. Then, I don't know when this happened, but at some point someone said, well, if we're putting colored stuff, because you, know, you understand if you go back in history, if you go all the way back, you know, 50, 60 years ago, the, the sights were the same, basically the same color as the gun. You know, if the gun was blue steel, they were blue. If it was parkerized, they were parkerized, you know, whatever. Uh, unless they put brass or gold in the front sight, uh, and then it stood out. But for the most part, if you look at talking about old guns, you know, old handguns, the, the sights were, if it was a stainless gun, the sights were stainless. If it was a blue steel gun, the sights were blue steel. But then someone's like, hey, but let's put color in the front. So you can see it. So it stands out. And somebody's like, yeah, that is a genius idea. And then someone else came along. I don't know who it was. And they said, well, so if you're putting color, red or white or orange or green or whatever, if we're putting color in the front, uh, on the front sight, let's put it in the rear sight too. And someone's like, yeah, no one stopped that person. Someone should have stopped them. 40, 50 years ago, someone should have said, no, bad. Slap their hand. No, bad gun engineer. We don't put color in the rear sights. But nobody stopped them. And then they started doing it. Then they started, they're like, you know, what would really be a great idea to help people would to put, to put dots 
Well, what, what kind of dots? Well, we'll put a dot in the front sight, and then we'll put two dots in the rear sight. And then we'll tell people, put the front, the, the middle one, you know, between the other two, and bingo, bango. Look at that. Perfect. And they're like, yeah. Oh, man, that's a great idea. Except it's not a great idea. Except it's a terrible idea. No, Paul, it's not a terrible idea. Look at all the guns that come from the factory with three dot sights on them. Yeah. Because no one slapped that guy's hand and said, no, bad engineer. Don't do that. How do we get to where we're at? We got to go back to why are sights on a gun? Why are they there? You say, uh, well, from what you said, and I think I believe you, the sights are on the front of the gun so that you can index the muzzle on the target and know that your muzzle is pointing where you want the bullet to go. Okay, check. So we do that primarily, which sight is the most important one for a handgun or a rifle? Doesn't matter. Which one's the most important one? You're like, uh, well, the front one, right? Because that's where the muzzle is. If you put a sight on the rear of the gun and not the front, that doesn't really help to ensure that the muzzle is exactly over the target at moment of ignition, right? Well, we put rear sights on them to kind of, you know, clean it up and help us have a little more precision, make a little more precise shot, right? The rear sight's there to help us make a precise shot. Could you get away with just having a front sight? Mm, yeah, you could. You'd get away with it. If you're shooting at human animals, you'd get away with it. Of course, we have the rear sight, and that kind of cleans things up, right? You say, all right, yeah, smart guy. And I say to you, how does human vision work? You're not a housefly. You can only focus your eyeball can only focus at one distance at a time. Now, when you look around the room, like right now I'm looking at my laptop and now I'm looking up at the ceiling and then I'm looking across the room. And every time I move my head and I look at some, a different object, my focus changes. That's part of being a human. And if you have functioning, working eyes, that's what happens, right? But now that you've got stuff out in front of you, you've got a rear sight, you got a front sight, and you have the target. So in your field of view, you have three objects at three different separate distances, and your eyeball only has the capacity to focus at one distance clearly. Now, you can see all the other stuff. Don't get me wrong. I know you can see all the other stuff, but only one of those things will be clear in your vision, right? And I say, and I learned this 40 years ago or whatever, I say to you, which one is most important, rear sight, front sight, or target? And you say, if you said target, you're wrong. And if you said rear sight, you're wrong. The most important one is the front sight. Why? Well, no, you got to focus on the target because that's what's trying to kill you. What's trying to kill you is the target. Okay. But by looking at the target, looking at the threat, if you stare at the threat, will that stop the threat because you focused on it and you saw it clearly in your vision? Does that make it stop? No. What makes it stop? Well, putting bullets in it. Okay. How do we put bullets in it? Well, we press the trigger and the gun goes pow, 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 pow. I know, but how do we make them go where we want them to go? Well, we have to make sure that the muzzle's indexed on the throw. Now, I, I see where you're going. I see where you're going. Yes, the front sight is the most important one. It's got to be there. We have to be able to see it. 
We have to place it over the thing that we want to shoot. So, but how does the human eye work? Well, the human eye functions on light, right? The reason you have vision is because you have available light. If you take away available light, you don't have vision anymore, right? You don't, I'm, unless you have some kind of special Android thermal vision uh, or, you know, uh, something that I'm not aware of yet. The regular humans, you need light. Light reflects off of objects. And that reflection returns into your brain, goes, flips upside down, goes into your brain, man. And your brain's like, okay, I identify that. I see it. I know what it is. So if you've got sights in your gun and you have white on the front, you got a white dot on the front and you got two big white dots that are the same size as the white dot on the front and you push that out in front of you, where will your eye naturally focus first? On the front sight. No, it won't. It's going to focus on what is brightest and what is reflecting the most light. You see, the color white reflects light more than the color black or gun blue or whatever. See where I'm going here? So if you have twice or double the amount of white reflective paint on the rear sight and the rear sight is closer to your eye, what will happen, what will be the natural tendency of the human animal, the natural tendency of your eye will be to focus on what is closest and brightest. And if that is the rear sight, that is what your eye is going to want to find and focus on immediately. Now, of course, you're an intelligent person. You're like, I, I know I'm not supposed to focus on that. I'm supposed to focus on the front one. So what you'll have to do is you'll have to tell your eye, you'll have to command your eye, stop looking at the thing that's bright and close, look beyond it, and find the thing that's little less bright and is a little farther away. That's the thing we want to find. If you guys are driving along with me here, you're like, wow, so bright rear sights are stupid, and they actually function the opposite of how we would want to perform in a crisis situation. Yes. Then why do they put them on handguns? Because they don't know any better. Because, well, actually, they might know better. Most of them don't. But if they do know better, they don't care because the average person is not educated like you are. The average person has been conditioned to believe that, well, if one dot on the front is good, three dots is, is three times as good. It's better. Actually, it's not. Like, no, because you just line the dots up and then you know you have a perfect sight picture. Actually, the top of the sight blade is really what you you need. And if you focus on the three dots, as many instructors have discovered over the years, myself included, the shooter's shots will go low. They'll push the shots down. Now, what color is, as human beings, human beings have... Uh, you have rods and cones. Your retina is made of rods and cones. And I talked about this at length in the instructor guide and in the student of the gun instructor manual. Um, cones help you see color. Rods help you see in black and white. As you lose visible light, you start to lose what? 
you lose your color vision because the cones need lots of light to identify colors. And as light goes away, whether artificial light or natural light, as it goes away, you start to become colorblind. You can still see in the dark if there's a little bit of light, ambient light, you know, moonlight, starlight, background light. You can still see, but everything becomes what? Everything becomes shades of black and white and gray. Now, as far as human perception, as far as your eyeball is concerned, everything, when you lose your color vision, everything that is black is still black. Everything that's white is still white. Everything that is a color spectrum, blue, red, yellow, orange, green, fill in the blank, brown, whatever, everything that's a color other than black or white becomes a shade of gray. So that means if you have a red sight on your front, on the front sight, you have a red front sight, that is going to look to be, appear in the dark or in low light, to be gray. If you have a blue, an orange, a yellow, uh, anything that's other than anything other than white will appear to be a shade of gray. That's how the that's how the human eye works. You can argue with me all you want, but uh, you'd be wrong. So, when it comes to handguns, the most the the front sight is the most important one, right? That's the one that you need to find quick, fast, in a hurry, right now. Place it over the threat, the attacking monster, and press the trigger. We are we in agreement? Yes. All right. Then how do we do that? Well, we do it in several ways. We use pol- we use brightly colored polymer or we use paint or what have you. And something else we use because we live in uh, the 21st century is we use this radioactive material called tritium. Tritium is actually a gas. What they do is they trap the tritium gas in a tiny, tiny little vial. It's trapped in this dirty little vial. It's itty-bitty, itty-bitty. And they, they shove it very ever so carefully. They shove it into the front side of your gun. But they don't just shove the tritium vial into metal. They don't put the vial against metal. They put a polymer sleeve around it to support it. Now, if you put a translucent, that means light can... Uh, get through it if you put a translucent polymer around the tritium then the tritium light will escape through the translucent polymer and you can perceive because tritium produces its own light right tritium produces its own light doesn't need batteries doesn't need flashlights you don't have to hold your flashlight over it and count to 10 and you know and light it up like uh, like the old wristwatch you had when you were a kid or whatever Tritium produces its own light. Now, what I did recently, and when I say recently, I mean in the last five years, (laughs) is I worked with a company called Night Fission, Night, N-I-G-H-T, Fission, like nuclear fission, F-I-S-I-O-N, nightfission.com. And they said, Paul, if you were going to make sites, how would you do it and why would you do it? Sites for a fighting handgun. And I had to think about it. I thought about it and I was like, well, this is what I would do. I, I would make them like this. I would design them so that they were good from real close up uh, all the way out to like 50 feet, 17 yards, whatever. Now, they're, they're good for longer than that, but they're same uh, from five yards to 15, uh, I'm sorry, 50 feet, their point of aim, point of impact. So the bullet 
will impact at five yards and will also impact at 50 feet uh, in the exact same spot. Now, what we did, because Night Vision is a tritium sight manufacturer, is they, they make a front sight and a rear sight uh, with tritium in it. What we decided to do is I decided that we were going to try and kill three dots with two. Stick with me here. Three dot sites have become so entrenched in the American psyche that people have this psychological need. They have this belief that they have to have them. They don't. They're wrong. You don't need three dot sites. Sorry, Masad. Uh, but you don't need them. What you need is a really bright front sight. And I understood that people would look at a set of sites that didn't have rear tritium as though it was incomplete or incorrect or wrong. So I said to the, uh, we, we talked, the, the engineers uh, at Night Fishing, I said, here's what we're going to do. We're going to do two. If you, you know, because people believe in their heart of hearts, they believe they have to have it. Now, I want people to have good sites. So we decided to put a tritium vial with no translucent bright plastic. It's black. Uh, it's surrounded by black uh, in the rear sight. So you have a, a relatively dim uh, rear sight with tritium. And then in the front, there's a tritium vial that is surrounded by a translucent polymer. Now, the white translucent polymer, white is going to be white, right? White's going to be white. So in the dark, white is going to be white. And you have the safety green, which is the super bright yellow green kind of color. And then they also have orange and red and blue, which is, uh, you can, if you want to buy that, buy it. I wouldn't buy it, but you can buy it if you want to. That's what makes you happy. Uh, but ladies and gentlemen, if you're going to buy sights, if you're going to put sights on a handgun, if you're going to change the sights out of your handgun, understand this. The front sight is the most important one. That is the one that you should be able to see and find in all light conditions. In really nice sunlight, in overcast days, in shadowy alleys or shadowy houses or what have you. Now, we don't ever shoot anything that's in complete blackness because why? We have to identify our target, right? You can't just shoot at shadows and scary sounds because you're not the president of the United States and you will go to prison. So the front sight is the most important one. If you're going to use tritium sights, great. Uh, the tritium should be a bright tritium that is surrounded by a translucent polymer, not an opaque polymer. I know I'm throwing a lot of words at you. Uh, and if you have a Glock or a Smith & Wesson or a CZ, uh, P10 Charlie, um, we have night vision S sights for you guys. But remember, when it comes to handgun sights, now I'm not talking about red dots. I'm talking about actual sights. The front sight is the one that should be bright. It should be the one that stands out. It should be the one that you can find easily. We use a rear sight to fine-tune the sight picture, but what we do not do is put more or twice as much you know, some, some of these rear sights, they're like with the white U and all this kind of crazy stuff. You don't want a bright rear sight. Okay, you want a bright front sight. That's the important one. Why? Because we're working with the human eye and the human animal. Sights don't make your gun more accurate. All right? The sights are there to help the human understand, or well, to help the human put the, the bullets on target. All right, that's it. We've gone 20-plus minutes, and I told you I was going to keep these short 
But uh, now you will know more about sites probably than 90% of the people that you ever encounter. Uh, Maybe 95%. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for attending Student of the Gun University's podcast. Remember, if you want to support the show, go to SOTGU.com. I am your host, Professor Paul Markle. I will talk to you again soon. Remember, you're a beginner once, a student for life. Thanks for joining us today. We are big fans of the value for value model. Please go to SOTGU.com to contribute the amount that best fits the value that you got out of this lesson. It could be $5 or $5 million. By contributing, you will help the show grow and assist in the education of your peers. And remember, you are a beginner once, a student for life.